Thank you, Pastor Marty. It's good to be with you tonight. The presence of the Lord is in this room. Every time we gather together, he's here. I uh, just finished an interview with um, someone about an hour ago and just talking about the house, Christ Fellowship, what the Lord is doing, and just so honored to be here, just so honored to be a part of that. Anthony, where's Anthony? Thank you for the word you shared tonight. Thank you for the word. Yeah, appreciate that. So rich. I want you to go in your Bibles to John chapter 15. I, I flew in today from uh, Bangor, um, Maine, uh, flew into New York City. That was quite interesting for about 30 minutes. I got to see it from a distance, uh, or at least out the window, and been here since about 2 today, head back out to um, Bradenton, yeah, Bradenton, Florida tomorrow for two nights. Zach, where are you? Zach, your mom, um, we're going to pray for her in just a few moments. Come on up here very quickly. We want to just put our, our faith in a direction. Zach's mom is in the hospital. Explain her situation so we know how to pray. So out of the blue, she was uh, diagnosed with lung cancer, um, and it has spread to her sacrum, so it's uh, given her a lot of back pain. And uh, it's funny because this is um, right after she got plugged into a good church, got baptized, started going after the Lord, and the enemy came and just attacked them full on hard. And then in the middle of it, they got hit by the hurricane. And uh, <laughs> so um, I'm flying down there tomorrow, and um, I was just going to kidnap her and take her to the, the pools in Brighton <laughs> and dunk her myself. But, um, you know, it's, it's really hard. And... Um, She's now at University of South Florida Moffitt Center for palliative care, and they just got admitted, and they're doing a bunch of tests. So, yeah, it's kind of hard because, you know, we go down and see them three or four times a year, and um, it's, she's just too young for this to happen. So, Yeah, I just had a thought. Turn me up a little bit, Ethan, if you don't mind, on the microphone. Uh, let's get a towel. Michelle, will you go find us a towel somewhere? And we're going to send this um, with you just in case something she can't get to the water, the water's coming to her. And we're going to pray over that. And we have these towels down here. In fact, let's grab those. Some of you just come and grab that uh, very quickly. Grab a set, and then we're going to get in groups of prayer, uh, groups to pray. All of us are going to pray, but uh, uh, let's dip them in the buckets right quick. But I want this towel. Dip that towel. Pastor um, Paula Joe, if you'll go with them, with Miss Michelle. And your mom too. Yeah, let's, you need a towel or you need a, let's get a towel. Lay it on her. She has one. Okay. Dip that in that water. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray. Let me have about 10 of you gathered around right here with this towel. Your mother's name one more time. Pam. All right, Miss Pam, we're going to pray. Y'all come up as Michelle brings it. I need to make sure you put this in a garbage sack or something because I want to get the rest of your clothes wet as you hand me some anointing oil Jason over there blessed be the Lord how many believe the Lord can do this Aaron if you'll hold it Miss Kay if you'll just spread this out everybody extend your right hand I was uh, in Bowling Green Kentucky a lady came down from Indiana to Bowling Green. 
Her husband had 280 bone tumors in, her, in his body. 280. Hospice had been called in. She took a towel just like this that we anointed with oil. I said, go and lay it on her, his body and pray the prayer of faith. And we're going to believe God to touch him. Within five minutes, he said, I have no pain in my body. Amen. Scheduled another PET scan. All 280 bone tumors vanished. Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to the oncologist explain, we are looking at the old PET scan and the new PET scan. Old PET scan and new, and we can't find any cancer in your body. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, if you did it, for Chris, you can do it, Lord Jesus, for Pam. Lord, if you did it um, for the prostate cancer that we heard about the other day, you can do it now, Lord Jesus. Just a few moments ago, I heard a testimony of someone that had uh, inoperable brain cancer, gets prayed for here, what, couldn't get in the water, but the water came to him on the, on the platform, and now he's doing wonderful. So, Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus that you're going to touch Pam's body from the top of her head to the bottoms of her feet. Lord, when this towel is laid upon her, there'll be a transfer of your glory, your fire from the baptismal waters where you said that you're going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. We believe this with all of our heart, with all of our strength, and with all of our mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is nameless and faceless. Only you will get the glory. So we pray right now, Lord, as it travels, there'll be fire. <laughs> as he lays it on her, fire in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen and amen and amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we need to pray for Paula Joe's mother as well. Paula Joe, come on up here very quickly. Explain the situation with your mother. I, um... Um, while Marty and Carson were in Honduras about 21 days ago, um, my mom had to have emergency surgery, and they removed a portion of her colon. Long story short, they've closed her up. Things didn't go very well, and... Um, my mom has decided to stop all medical treatment. So hospice has been by to visit twice this week and will come again. So we can pray several ways, but the, the one thing we're going to pray more than any is that she receive a miracle, both mentally and physically. I'm waiting on the nurses to call me up and go, hey, I just watched your mom on video walk to the bathroom. So that's what I'm waiting on. But in the meantime, I need her to be pain-free. And she has been. God has given us a miracle because my mom has had no pain for 21 days, zero. And she's been cut from here to here and left open seven days, put back together, and still has zero pain. So that's a miracle all by itself. So if he can do that miracle, he can do another one. So let's just believe that she walks right out of that, right out of that room. That's what I'm believing for. Thank you, Pastor. Let's stay right there. Let's gather around Miss Paula Joe. Come on, ladies. Y'all come up and just... Men gather around as well. This, how many thousands of people has she ministered to in the waters? Heard their stories, felt their pain, held them, cared for them, prayed over them. So, Lord, Miss Paula Joe needs a miracle, Lord Jesus, for her mother. We've seen it, we witnessed it, we watched it. We thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Walk into that room right now, Lord. Touch her body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're the God of more than enough. Do more than what we could ever dream or think of, Lord Jesus, right now. We thank you. We speak to that body. Respond. Be healed completely. Desire to live in Jesus' name. Desire to live in Jesus' name. We bless Paula Joe's mother now, Father. Angels go forth. Minister. Healing. Huh. Thank you, Lord God. Make it happen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Bible says pray for one another. Pray for one another. And, and oftentimes we don't know how to pray, as we ought to, as the Bible says. So because perhaps we don't know, we feel inadequate, we just don't pray because we said, what do we pray? Thank God for the ability to pray in tongues. Because we can pray what the Father desires us to pray for someone. Yeah. So when you pray tonight and have Zach's image and his mother Pam and Paula Joe and her, his, her mother, I... Uh, I want you just to pray in the Spirit because the Lord knows. All right, praise God. I want you to go to John chapter 15 tonight. I want to pick up on a subject that I started dealing with a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night. And I am, I am convinced that our church, you, us, we're in a, in a, in a season of um, of um, expectancy, a season of um, desire, a season of wanting greater, bigger, mightier manifestations of the glory of God. I don't think I'm standing in front of people that are satisfied tonight. I'm not satisfied. But it's easy to get satisfied, right? It's easy just to camp out right here and say, you know what, it's been really good. It's been amazing. But I think I'm in the midst of a people that even though our physical bodies may be tired due to things going on in our world, our spirit man is more alive today than it's ever been. I crave things that I've never craved before. Now, my flesh fights my cravings, right? But I feel strongly that there is a yearning and a churning on the inside of us that says, God, I'm not completely satisfied. I want more. But your flesh... And my flesh sometimes says, I don't know if I can handle more. But my spirit, man, says I want more. 
John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says this, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And then I have appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask in the, the, ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And these things I command you that you love one another. I just want to pause for a few minutes on this phrase that Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And he says, I didn't only just choose you, but I now have appointed you. I have ordained you. I have set you aside so that you could go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Every one of us in this room, we have a divine appointment, an ordination, an assignment from the Father. I have an assignment, you have an assignment, everybody in this room has an assignment. That assignment is your purpose. I'm going to say it again, your assignment is your purpose. Now, my purpose is different than Tom's purpose. Tom's purpose is different than Andrew's purpose. Andrew's purpose is different than Michelle's purpose because he chose you and perfectly designed a purpose for you to bear fruit and that fruit should remain. My fruit looks a little bit different than your fruit. Okay? Simply because I'm a different tree than you are. Okay, And so my purpose is different than your purpose, even though there is a commonality among them. All right, are you with me? Now just track with me. I mentioned a few weeks ago, I'm going to give you some suggestions on how to find your assignment. One of those was what brings you the greatest joy could be a part of your assignment. Now that doesn't mean that that's going to be your career. Because your purpose can be connected to your career, but it doesn't mean that your career is your purpose. It may be simply a platform for you to fulfill the purpose. Got it? All right, your purpose as a teacher, God called you to be an influencer of people, now he's put you in a classroom. And your purpose can be fulfilled through teaching, but teaching may not be your just sole purpose. You understand what I'm saying? All right, now, where am I going with this? I believe that everybody in this room wants advancement, promotion. They want God to use them more. They want greater uh, manifestation of his hand upon their life. We constantly use languages, our, our language, like we want the next level. We want more, all of those things. I want to talk to you about three things. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you're facing, if you will understand these three things, God will expand your influence and purpose. Are you ready for these three? I'm going to give them to you quick. I've got about, about 12 to 14 minutes. I'm going to give these to you. You're going to like this. I promise. I like it. I like it. Every time I, I, I review these notes, I love it because I understand them. But please know, what I'm about to release into you may be a little bit difficult on our flesh. But how many of us want advancement? How many of us want promotion? How many of us want to expand 
our influence in the kingdom realm. Watch this. You ready? My assignment, my purpose will advance when I pass certain tests. Tests are sometimes a great revealer of what's on our heart. Test, write this down, literally reveals what you know. We get born again and we start this journey with the Lord and we begin to grow and to mature, right? And we want more understanding, more power, more influence. We want to be used of God at a greater degree. And God says, okay, before I I promote you, I need to test you. And when God tests us, it reveals what we know. Now, how many of you are, are, are bad testers? I'm a horrible student. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. I was the worst student in all the world created, and I'm married to a doctor. The teacher. And I am a horrible student. I do not take tests well. I love to learn. Okay? I love to learn. I love to read. I do. I, I, I love to devour books. I love just to read. I love to learn. I love, I, I, I learn a great deal by watching and viewing and experience. Let me put my hands on it. Let me, let me see an illustration, then I'll learn. I, that's, that's the way I, I learn. But in the kingdom dimension, Usually before we go to another realm of influence and power and usability from the Father, he's going to test us to reveal to us and to him what we know. If you're in school, why do they give tests? Teachers give tests to reveal to them what you know and what you have retained. And you can't get from the third grade to the fourth grade without passing certain Psalm 105, turn there in your Bible. Psalm 105. I want you to look at verse 16 and following. Psalm 105, verses 16 and following. I I, I really like this scripture. I think it reveals uh, the heart of the Father uh, to us. Moreover, he called for a famine. In the land, and he destroyed all the provision of the bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. Do you see that? The word of the Lord tested him. Temptations do not come from the Lord, but tests do. 
And sometimes God's going to put you in a situation to reveal to you and to him and to others what you know. For me to go to another place in my assignment, I have to master certain things. Come on now, talk to me. And I have to reveal that I have been faithful up to this moment. I have studied to show myself approved. I have an understanding of the word. So when something comes, I have something on the inside to. Number two, write this down. For me to advance, I not only had to pass certain tests. Now, you're not going to like this, but you're going to have to pass certain tasks. What does this mean? Tests reveal what I know. Tasks reveal what I can do. Well, I want God to use me. Have you ever witnessed anyone? Well, I don't know what to say. Well, how in the world are you going to be promoted? If you have not passed certain tasks that he's given us. Well, I want, to stand before, I want to stand before thousands and preach the gospel. Well, have you preached it to one? Well, I just want to win the world to the Lord. Have you, have you witnessed to the bus driver? Have you, have, you, have you witnessed to your neighbor? Have you talked to your friend? Do you hear what I'm saying? But yet we want someone to lay hands on us to give us a double portion of what they have without studying to pass tests to reveal that we have the knowledge that they have. Or we want them to lay hands on us so that we can bypass the task and simply begin to move in signs and wonders. Do you hear me? I love charismatics. I love Pentecostals. I am one. I is one. And it's the greatest thing in the world. And I love it. But sometimes we, I can be guilty getting into an environment and I see someone flowing, I want to flow like they flow. And so we'll be quick to tilt our head toward them. Impart to me everything that you know. And all the wisdom and strength in your life, let it be departed on, or let it be placed on, on top of me. You have to understand that there are mantles that are transferable. But Elijah spent time with Elijah and proved himself to be faithful. He understood things. He passed tests and he passed tasks. So when the time came, it wasn't, I'm going to lay my hands on you and get a double portion. But if you're near me, when I'm taken up, then the mantle's going to fall upon you. We have, to, we have to be very careful when we think and we believe that someone's anointing can be transferred to you by simply being in a 30-minute preaching session and standing in line or going through a tunnel of fire and everything that they know and the fire of the Lord that's on them is going to get on you. It may be, what's this, temporary fire, but it's not going to be prevailing fire. You may get a sensation, but you're not going to get a full impartation. Talk to me now. So the Lord does it the tough way. He didn't do that. Listen, he didn't set the precedence with his disciples 
that if you'll just hang with me every now and then and let me lay my hands on you, then you're going to go out. He says, no, I need you to be with me for three, three years. And during these three years, I'm going to test you to see what you know. And then I'm going to send you out to accomplish some tasks. And as you come back to me and reveal to me what you did and did not do, it will, it will be a revelation to where you are both to me and to you. For example, he goes to the mountain to pray. Down at the bottom of the mountain are nine disciples. Peter, James, and John's on top of the mountain. Mount of Transfiguration, to the bottom of the mountain. They're down there. They're talking. All of a sudden, the father comes with a son that has epileptic seizures. Throws him into the fire, throws him into the water. Jesus is nowhere to be found. He takes to, the, the father takes the son to the disciples of Jesus, nine of them, and says, listen, here's my boy. He's demon-possessed. He has these seizures. He gets thrown into the fire. He gets thrown into the water. I'm afraid he's going to drown. He gets burned. I need you to help me. Well, the disciples did everything that they knew to do. I'm sure that they repeated all the right phrases cast out that devil in Jesus' name to the best of their ability. They probably taught a little quick Bible study, gave him the three steps to freedom, all of those things. Nothing happened. Jesus is coming down the mountain and there's an argument at the bottom of the mountain. Chaos is at the bottom of the mountain. Jesus just went on a retreat. He had a meeting with the Father. His disciples are down having a fight. So guess what happens? The father approaches Jesus and says, listen, I took my son to your boys and, uh, and I needed them to cast out the devil and they could not. So Jesus looks at his disciples. He got really firm with them. He called them perverse and faithless. Jesus was really upset because he left them with a the job to do and they didn't get it done. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it revealed to him and to them, I may not be quite as ready as I thought I was. So by, in private, they asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast this devil out? Teaching point. Jesus said this only comes out through prayer and fasting. Some of your greatest teaching moments and steps to promotion come immediately after failure. Because it reveals lack, improper preparation. Do you hear what I'm saying? I was in a meeting the other day, and uh, Pastor Andy, you were there. Others were there, some of our staff members. Um, and I made this statement that says, opportunities are brutal to the unprepared. I'm going to say it again. Opportunities are brutal to those who are unprepared. It's a nightmare to have an opportunity but can't deliver simply because you're unprepared. How many people God brings to your doorstep in front of you opportunities to minister love, grace, mercy, healing, deliverance, and help salvation, and they come right in front of us, but because of lack of preparation, we can't meet the demand. And it's brutality at its deepest and grossest form. Because it reveals to us, 
I missed a moment. And it wasn't because God was insufficient and God wasn't willing. It was because I didn't meet the demand of that moment because I was unprepared. Mentally, emotionally, physically, and most importantly, spiritually. So as we are seeking to be used of God more with greater authority, greater anointings in our life, please know that God is going to test us to reveal to us what we know. Two, he's going to give us opportunities, tasks, to reveal to us what we can do. Don't desire alone to preach to 10,000 people when we're afraid to share the gospel with one. Talk to me. Number three, is that okay? All right, number three. Expansion comes not only when we pass certain tests and tasks, but we also pass certain trials. When you go through a trial, it reveals your threshold of pain that you can endure. Trials reveal what you can endure. Tests reveal what you know. Tasks reveal what you can do. And trials reveal what you can endure. Every one of us have a breaking point. You're much farther along today than you were six months ago. Why? Because you know some things. You've done some things. Now, the Lord wants to take you higher, farther than you've ever gone before. But he's going to reveal to you and to us, perhaps in some way, it doesn't have to be a gross way, it doesn't have to be a a devastating way, but you're going to walk through a trial. And it will reveal what we can endure. And he says, okay, that's the point. I can take you to this level of maturity, and this is, this is the usability line that you have now. Okay? I can use you to this point. Well, I want to be used over there. Well, as you walk forward, there'll be new tests. Because you've gone from the fourth grade to fifth grade, the test is different. Your physical ability is a little bit better. What I can do now. Now I got a little bit more stamina. What can I endure? Now again, it's not mean that everybody's going to get sick and God's going to test how much faith you got. I'm not talking about that. It's just different things. It may be money issues. It may be a disappointment. It may be someone that, that, that uh, wasn't honest with you or walked out on you. And all of a sudden, how do you deal with that? It reveals what you can endure. And all of those things are key indicators to the Lord. He's not looking for perfection. You hear what I'm saying? He's not looking for you to be perfect. He just wants you to have a passing grade. He didn't say, I need you to score 100. Could be 70. Guess what? I get to go to the next grade. <laughs> you know, I may not be in this, the gifted class, but I've gone from 6th to 7th grade, right? All right, I may not be there. Now, next year, I may be. I may be next year. Okay, I'm, I'm just passing. I just, I, I, I want to be an excellent student with the Lord, but sometimes I just mess it up. 
and I pass. I feel that our church is kind of in that situation right now, all three of these, testing, task, and trials. And all of us are going through it individually, but I believe sometimes the church goes through these things as well because you know what? He wants to expand our territories as well. He wants to expand this church's influence in a well, as, as well. So he says, you know what? What do you know collectively? What about the task? Will you come and be a part, serve, give, pray? Oh Lord, we want to see the dead raised. But there's a task involved there. What will you do for that? Because this only comes out through prayer and fasting. So there's something I have to do. Not to earn his good favor as far as, you know, being good works, but there's some things I've got to do. I've got to exercise my faith. What do I know? How can I pass this test? How can I do this task? And what if they don't get raised from the dead? How much can I endure? All right, you good? Okay, stand your feet. I kept you over just a few moments. I hope this helps you. I hope it helps you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to pass test, task, and we're going to also endure the trials that come. Father, I bless the greatest people on the planet. I thank you, Lord, for rich food tonight. I thank you for... Uh, the answer to prayers, Lord, of our collective body that we are praying in unison over Pam and Lord Paula Joe's mom. I thank you for the others that we don't know of in this room that have friends and loved ones that are struggling. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that there'll be such glory. Everybody say glory. Lord, I pray that there'll be such glory in the house that even people with skin conditions it just gets better the scaly itchy skin conditions are under the oil of your glory Lord Jesus the weight of your glory sadness turns to joy freedom comes peace comes just by being in your house Lord I pray for greater glory everybody say greater glory Lord, we'll pay the price. Help us, Lord. We love you, Lord. And everybody in the house said amen and amen and amen, amen. God bless you. I'll see you Saturday night, guys, for prayer. Please be much in prayer tomorrow night as we're baptizing people in Bradenton, Florida. Love you guys. Have a great evening. Thank you for being here.